Welcome to the Life Untapped podcast, where we help you rediscover your potential so that you feel confident, clear, and independent. Have you inadvertently put yourself last all these years by putting others first, only to wake up in your midlife and find yourself lost in the shuffle? Girl, I have so been there. Let me share with you the lessons I've learned to create a new direction to rediscover yourself. Together, let's go on a journey of mastering your potential, tapping into the power that already exists inside of you. We'll talk confidence, self-care, organization, health and well-being, money mindsets, financial hacks, and how to kick your limiting beliefs to the curb for good. We will find and establish your vision, get crystal clear on it. This is your blueprint, your life untapped. I'm your host, Francine Rivera, lifestyle consultant and certified health coach. I'm also the founder of the Life Untapped Coaching System, where you can earn as you learn with our affiliate program. Check it out at thelifeuntapped.com and grab our free mini course, The Guilt-Free Balanced Life, while you are there. Are you ready for your blueprint? Let's dig in. All right, welcome back, friend, to the Life Untapped podcast. You are in for a treat today. We have Lindsay Sutherland with us, and she is the host of the Passive Income Examiner podcast. After losing both of her parents too early, Lindsay realized there is no guarantee of someday. And then after working hard to build her career success, Lindsay felt empty and discontent as she struggled with not having the time to be the mom she longed to be. Eventually, she left her corporate job to chase her dream of living in a log cabin in the woods and raise her kids in the country. She is on a mission to help people live a meaningful life without compromise through building passive income businesses and investments. Her show features her own adventures as well as expert guests that offer eye-opening insights to wealth building. So welcome, Lindsay. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm, I'm truly excited to offer value to everybody listening today. All right. Well, I got to tell you, when I first read your bio and I just saw like it was your dream and you lived in, to live in a log cabin with in the woods and you did it, I was like, wow, I need to hear about this. So tell me about that. Tell me about your story. Yeah. So it started over a decade ago. Um, I was working in the corporate industries and it was very high stress, but uh, we, you know, it's funny how it is when you're a single girl. I was, I say girl, but I was a young woman, I guess probably is more appropriate, but I was wanting so much to reach high achieving status in this career industry that I chose. And I chased after these dreams. And then once you hit motherhood, <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like your whole perspective of life changes. And no longer was I desiring to be in this setting, even though now I had attained all of those things that I was looking to attain before. I just didn't appreciate it anymore. Where my heart was, was with my kids. And it was feeling like prison to go to work every day and to, I guess, have this soul sucking job where I just felt like I was required to be there. Now I was the primary breadwinner in my family. So it wasn't like I could just quit or even just work part-time because we relied on my income solely. So I felt very trapped and I would have these moments, I guess, a breakdown or frustration. And I would just express to my husband who was the stay-at-home dad, you know, he was taking care of the kids and obviously providing value by keeping us out of daycare situations. But, um, you know, I just said, I can't do this anymore. I'm missing out on my kids. I just need to be around them. And we would talk about, you know, selling everything, getting some property, building a cabin. 
and it was this weird cycle where we would, we would talk about our dream and then I'd feel better like this, you know, I'd have this moment of peace and then I'd get sucked right back into work. And all of a sudden months would go by, like time just would fly and I'd be having another meltdown. And so this kept happening over and over again until finally one day I said, when are we going to stop talking about this and start doing it? Now, like, in, like you said in my bio, both of my parents had died and I couldn't see myself working like this until retirement and then living in a log cabin. I needed this time with my kids. I needed to raise my kids in a rural environment where they could go play outside and I wasn't worried about some weirdo driving by and taking them out of the front yard or, you know, whatever kind of things you start to worry about when you live in a, in a city. And so we decided at that moment, like, okay, we're making this happen. And I mean, the story is pretty amazing and there's a lot of really beautiful experiences that happened throughout it. But for the sake of time, I will cut to the chase. Basically we did, we started going through the motions of just putting our house on the market, selling off our stuff, now, at this time, since both of my parents had passed away, we had accumulated a lot of things. You know, if you've ever experienced a death in the family and inherited all yes. of their treasures, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> it's hard to go through. It's hard to get rid of all that. And to top it off, we were living in my dad's house. You know, it's the same house I grew up in. It was the same house that both my parents passed away in. It was really emotionally challenging. This whole experience was just a roller coaster, but if I could tell you any of my biggest takeaways from this whole experience, it was two things. It, well, three things really. It was number one, I was so clear on what I wanted. I was just so fed up with what I had and I knew what I wanted so clearly I could taste it. I didn't know how I was going to get a log cabin in the woods. I didn't know how I could afford it. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't really want a job. I didn't even know what, where God was taking me with this journey. I just had to go. Like that was just the truth. Wow. <laughs> and then the second thing was that we just put blinders on, you know, we just started going through the motions and taking it one step at a time. There was a lot of growing pains between my husband and I during that time, because, you know, it's kind of like in any spousal situation when you both want the same thing, but maybe you see different ways of getting there. So it creates some turmoil. You know, he wanted to build a cabin. We had four, well, we still have four kids, but our youngest at the time was two. And I'm like, oh, I cannot imagine living in a trailer with four kids and trying to help you build a cabin. Like it just, my mind could not wrap around that concept. And I was really not that eager to do that, but he was very, he wanted to be debt free. That's, that's where we were at. We had already paid off most of our debt other than our mortgage and maybe like a small $500 credit card, you know, everything else was paid off all our car debt, everything. So we were in a good situation that way. Plus we had about six months of savings we had stocked away. So those two things were a major part of what made this possible. And, and I really didn't even realize it at the time, how valuable that was. It was more recently that it dawned on me how, how important those two things were for us to make this happen. But right. It, it gives you freedom. Out. Yeah. It gives you freedom yes. to make the choices that you want. You're not, I guess, a slave to what you you know, have to go to work every day, you know, because you have to. So it gives you a little bit of that freedom for choices. How old were you? I know you said your youngest was two. How old were the other children? Well, I think my oldest at the time was 10. So they ranged between 10 and two, three, and three boys. Cool. And my youngest is my daughter. <laughs> okay. And they were cool with moving, 
out of their neighborhood and going into the woods. Yeah. All right. Believe so it or not, they were excited. How isolated was this? I'm picturing like a log cabin with like no Wi-Fi. The store is like an hour away. <laughs> How isolated well, it's not, was it? It's very close, actually. Um, we do have internet. It's not it's not the best. It's through some sort of satellite system. It's not full satellite. I, I'm not very technically savvy, but it works and uh, we get internet. So thank goodness for that because I do think my kids would go start crazy otherwise. Um, we do not get cell service at our house though. So we have a landline and we live about 30 minutes outside of the town. And so it is about 30 minute drive to, to the grocery store and to work. But you know, in, in Phoenix, I drove 25 miles to work and it would take me about an hour. And here it's about 25 miles and it takes me about 25 minutes. <laughs> There's Isn't a that crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. So, okay. So you're still in this log cabin. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. just moved out here a couple years ago. Okay. Um, and this is our dream home. I mean, it's so beautiful. I'm telling you, it's like walking into, I literally feel like I wake up into a postcard every day. With, with the seasons changing and with the mountains and the green trees. I mean, I'm from Arizona. It's brown all the time. So <laughs> seeing something different is an eye, it's like eye candy. <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. And I love the seasons. Yeah. You know, in Arizona, it's hot and then it's cold. It's really nice to have this transition period. And we have a garden and we raise sheep and we have chickens and we have five acres. So, you know, there's plenty of room for the kids and we do have some neighbors. We live in a little tiny, it's a dirt road and there's about five neighbors and we're, we are very close with our neighbors. You know, we have coffee and tea together and it's just such a different experience than the big city. Yeah. Very cool. So tell me like you, I mean, you had to go to what, that was a big decision. You had to sell the house it, you had a lot of sentimental value to it from yeah. your, from your dad and all the belongings you had to sell and you had to quit your job. Like that's yeah. like really risky. So like bravo to you. Cause not many people step out in faith like that. Many people would just let it be a dream and continue to just do what their everyday life and not live their dream out. So like that is awesome that you actually did that. Yeah. And I think a lot of part, a big part of that was that because you were basically debt-free other than the mortgage and another small debt. So mm -hmm. tell me what yep. is, what is passive income? Like explain it okay. for our listener. So passive income is income that is earned without you doing exchange of time for money. So when we go to our jobs, we're, we're earning income that's called earned income. I mean, that's like the definition of it where you're literally clocking in or you are providing a service, one or the other, and you're getting money in exchange for that direct activity. Passive income is when we do, we definitely have to put in the work. I mean, that's, I think where this misconception comes in. People think, you know, uh, it can't be real there, you know, there obviously has to be something to it. Well, yeah, you do work, but you do work one time and then you get paid over and over again. So selling a book, for example, like authors, they write a book, it's published. And then once the hard work of writing the book is done now, they're getting paid the royalties or whatever, you know, for the big time book, book authors and that's passive income. So that's just one example. Uh, and so for, for all those of us, like my, what I advocate is to build up passive income to offset debt. So first, obviously try to get debt free or reduce debt. 
focus on savings. Those are two important things. But once you have a cushion, then you're building a passive assets that I focus on saying, okay, I need an asset. Like I have one condo that I, in particular, that is a rental that I'm thinking of. And the passive income from that condo, I have it linked up to say, okay, this asset pays these bills. So that way I can work on building up like a net worth statement that I can directly tie my passive income to my debts. Cause obviously we have debts we can't pay off, right? We have regular every month expenses. Those are more expenses than debts. And we want to build up stuff so that we can basically get our time back. And that's really what it's about. And so I'm not to that point yet because I'm, I'm still working that process, but I understand the process and I'm working it, right? And I'm really creative at coming up with ideas that produce passive income. So for example, I have the rental income. We own land that we buy and then sell. So that turns into more of not necessarily passive income, but just uh, flipping basically to help offset cash. But then I turn that money into another asset. So instead of doing consumerism where I go, oh, look how much money I just made. I can go buy this, that, or the other thing. I say, okay, look how much money I just made. How can I make this money work for me? And that's what's really important to have that mindset. So sometimes that's, sometimes it's about the long growth, not the short growth. I know that's not so fun for people to think about, but <laughs> it's, it's actually pays off better in the end. Yeah. That's um, amazing. I know when I work with women, we, money is such a finance, is such a stress rather. So we talk about paying debt and I give them the example how years ago, my husband and I paid off about $110,000 worth of debt. And now we are just we're debt free except for a small mortgage. So it is, it's just key to have these tools to pay down the debt, but not only just pay it down, but to make your money work for you and to get all these different income streams and not put all your eggs in just one basket. Yes, that is a really good point. That's why I'm working on, I have a couple other strategies. One of our other strategies was investing in precious metals, which is something people don't talk a lot about. But precious metals is a great way to increase your money's value, so to speak, and also prevent your dollar from diminishing. So if you look at the state of the economy and how they're printing money, what's going to happen and what is happening is our the value of our dollar is dropping. So if we can take some of our savings, and of course, like you said, I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, but I would definitely get as much as you can or feel comfortable with into precious metals because interestingly we're at a unique time and i'm encouraging people to do some research on this and i'll give you some good names to to follow uh to do some research but we're at an interesting time where as our dollar drops the value of gold and silver are rising so believe it or not most of the money that we had in our savings was in precious metals and it, it grew it almost doubled so we literally made 50% return, actually 100% return on our, our value of our money without doing anything. So it's a really important thing to consider because I, if you, have you done any research on the, on the current like economic state and the, the dollar value? I mean, a little bit. I know obviously we're in a, you know, fiat debt and uh, I don't know much about precious metals though. Okay. I'll give you a little of story of what we done, of what we did together. 
But one guy to follow, I really encourage everybody. He's so good. I saw the first experience I had learning about precious metals was way back in about, I don't know, 2014, maybe. Uh, I went to a Robert Kiyosaki seminar and oh, he had it. these, I know, isn't he great? <laughs> um, he's, he's like on my list of people I want to get on my podcast or his wife. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> but we, uh, we went to his seminar and they had breakout sessions. And one of the breakout sessions was a guy named Mike Maloney, who literally, it was like, it was almost like going to a history class, but on currency, he went all the way back in history to other countries and how they, once they went to the fiat system and how it changed and da, da, da. Anyway, I read his book. It's called Gold and Silver, I believe. It's just, it's, it's part of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. He's one of their authors. And so, but he's also on, on YouTube. That's where I would say, go get him, follow him on YouTube because that's free and it's good information. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we started going to coin dealers and coin dealers, I mean, it sounds scary. And I think for a lot of women, it is scary because frankly, sometimes these places are in shady places. Like they're just not in the best of places. And then they have bars on the windows. And and of course they do because they have gold and silver inside. You know, that's something that people, they don't, they're going to get robbed if they don't. But you go in there, you tell them what you're looking for. And there's a lot of ways to buy gold. You can buy like a golden eagle, cougarand. And for example, they're both the same weight of gold, but the cougarand might be uh, valued. It might be cheaper to buy the cougarand than the American gold eagle. Why that is has a lot to do because I believe the cougarand is a Russian gold piece. And so it's based on Russian currency because it is currency. However, it's still gold. <laughs> it's still worth its weight in gold, regardless of what it is. So it's really interesting. You know, that's why I love to watch Mike because he can give you a lot more education on what to look for, how to do it, the the future of gold and silver. But that's a really great way to offset, like anybody who has money sitting in a 401k and is worried about the stock market. One great way to diversify would be to pull it out and move it into gold and silver. And I believe there's even a way that you can do that tax deferred. And I forgive me for not having the exact answer because I looked into this a few years ago when I had, I had my 401k and I wanted to move some over. What I was looking to do was invest in gold and silver. And there are investment, you know what Brinks is? You know how they have those big trucks? Okay. Mm -hmm. So they also have buildings where you can keep your keep your money, keep your gold and silver. And so, yeah. So when you set that up and you exchange it into that actual physical currency, you can also basically rent a spot for it to stay, but your money is transferred and and it helps to diversify. It helps to secure some of that so that it isn't all based on the stock market trends. So it's definitely something to look into. So is this something you recommend? Because my listener, you know, she's a mom and her kids are older. She wants to do something, to, you know, to earn more money. She doesn't really want to trade hours for dollars. Like, what would you say is the is maybe like the best way for her to like dip into this this realm of earning money or you know passive income? Right. So I have a four step system that I've been you know I use and that's been working, and I encourage others to use it. So step one is the savings part and paying off debt. Those kind of go simultaneously. Step two would be to earn extra income. So if you can't yet, like maybe with your current income, you don't have enough to save or it's just, you're just squeaking by, then work on building up a passive income business strategy. So let's talk about a couple of those ideas. A great example I can give you, you can make a passive income business out of 
anything. I'm telling you, you could tell me what you're passionate about and I can tell you how to make a passive income business. Like, mm-hmm. That is my gift. I don't know where it comes from, but I just get inspired. Great friend of mine, she and I were talking one day and she's, she loves to paint. I, I met her we, it's actually through taking one of her painting classes here locally. And she, she's kind of at that age where she's about to retire. She has a granddaughter she spends a lot of time with. And we went to coffee one day and I just looked at her and I said, her name's Allison. And I'm sure she wouldn't mind if I shared that. But I said, Allison, you know, you, I could tell that you're just at this place in life where you are ready to enjoy your life and not be working so hard. And she, she admitted that, yeah, that was true. And I said, you are such a good, you're such a good teacher of painting. Like it blows my mind. And I have this idea I want to share with you. And so she was listening and I suggested that she build up a membership site so that people come in and they pay a monthly fee. And each month she does a free training class. I said, you can do a free painting class. Part of their membership is they also have access to the past painting trainings. Plus I said, you can set yourself up as an affiliate and sell bundles of paints or whatever, you know, colors and things that they're going to need to use to do this paint. And so you're making an affiliate dollar amount off of the, the physical product that they're buying. So it would all be set up on a website and all her literal time commitment would be once a month doing a painting and a video that she can then share on with her, her people that follow her. And she was just blown away. She said, that sounds like something I would love to do. And I never knew I could do that. Like she had no idea that people can do membership sites or that people would pay for that. The next step of that piece though is driving traffic because we all know anybody can build a website, but does that mean it's going to get eyeballs on it? You know, you have to know how to drive traffic. And so I said, you're going to need a long form content. So you need something like a blog or a YouTube channel or maybe a podcast or something along those lines where you are talking about your, your membership. And that is, those are all searchable. Those three that I just mentioned are long form rather than like social media, which is short, short form because uh, it goes away. But the long form content is searchable. And so when you have something like that and people can find it, like Pinterest is another great idea. I'm sure her business would thrive on a, as a Pinterest, uh, using Pinterest to drive traffic to her website would be a great solution sure. for her. So those are all, so that's really like the short version of how to create a passive income business, but membership sites, writing a book, or even um, doing a drop shipping, like through Shopify. Those, that's another really great one. Affiliate marketing, blogging. There are so many possibilities when it comes to business. What I find, and I think where I find to be the most valuable with people one-on-one is when they sit with me and we have a conversation and they share, what is it that inspires them? what makes them feel happy, what's something that they could do all day and not get bored of. I can talk about making money all day, so that's why I do this. (laughs) But other, you know, but there are so many creative and beautiful souls in the world and they want so badly to express themselves with that and then also be able to use it to enhance their paycheck. And so the way to do that is to, I guess, book a session with me in one hour usually I can tell somebody, like give them some direction. It just popped up in my head another friend of mine who is great with kids. She's young. She doesn't even have kids of her own, but she was um, going to school to be a teacher and ended up working at a Montessori school. And she was telling me that 
even though she enjoys working with kids, it's that she doesn't enjoy working with the other teachers. She felt like the environment just wasn't very conducive to, I don't know, it just made her feel diminished, I guess. And I suggested that she go into business for herself. I said, especially right now, there's so many parents that took on homeschooling this year. And I, I bet you a good portion of those moms are going to stick with it. I know I would. Like, I'm not that eager to send my kids back to school, honestly. So I said, what about being a homeschool coach or setting up programs where kids can come in and you do like a virtual training session and you teach them things like that. Or maybe you manage, I just, I mean, my, my mind just exploded with ideas for her and she was almost like, stop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who's a, was a teacher and didn't go back to school and she was going to homeschool her daughter. And then other students in the school heard she was staying home and they said, well, you know what, I'm going to keep my kid home. Can you, can I pay you to do the school with her too? So now she's teaching, she's making more money than she was as a teacher doing this on her own out of her house with, with maybe six students. Yeah. It's so, so, yeah, I mean, look, this is 2021. We have the internet. We have like the power to do so much more than like our parents' generation did. So there's like no excuse to have right. why we can't have another stream of income. See, and your friend can build that. Like right now she's exchanging time for money. Right. But if she wants to make it passive, you know, it's so simple. She can write her own curriculum. Mm-hmm. She can create another membership site. There you go. She has a membership site where they have access to all. I I know for me, that's been my biggest struggle. Homeschooling is I'm wondering what does my fifth grader need to know in math? And I've been creating his curriculum and rather than investing in curriculum, just figuring it out. I have a lot of friends that are teachers, so they've been helping me thankfully. So, but I believe that if I could just get somebody to just give me a checklist of what a fifth grader needs to know, I could figure it out, you know, Oh yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. But yeah. There's just so many awesome opportunities. Like you said. Yeah. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? And then just, just figure it out. There's just, just the way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's, so step two is increasing income. Now often I hear, and I know this was actually my biggest thing when I, when I was starting out with the passive income examiner, I had, it actually came to me because I was like, I really need to, other than real estate, real estate's been my background and most of my passive income other than the metals was real estate. And I'm thinking, what else can there be? There's so many possibilities out there and I really want to know legitimate passive income ideas from really smart people who are figuring it out, right? That was kind of what I was curious about. And I thought it'd be so cool if I could just interview these people and then share these interviews with the world. And I thought about doing a YouTube channel, but I don't know. I just didn't want to have to get all dolled up for everybody every day. So I, it's like, you know, maybe a podcast is better. And it's turned into such an eye-opening experience because not only am I meeting really amazing people, I just talked to a guy the other day who lives in Bali and literally does zero work for a complete amount of passive income because he has systemized his entire business. It was blew me away. But on the flip side, I've also talked to people who are not legitimate. (laughs) And I'm like, I could totally see how people could get caught in this scam. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. And it is a scary world to, to really branch out into until, you know, where do you go for the information and how do you know it's legitimate? And, you know, all of these questions I'm sure are racing through people's minds. And that's why, you know, I do the podcast is to get that education out there for people. 
And then in the meantime, it's just intriguing to me. Like I just am, I gobble up the information because I find it so fascinating. Right, right. Well, that is amazing. And I know you're awesome at this and you have a, you have a free gift for everybody, right? You have a free mo- roadmap. Yes. Yes. If they go tell to, um, well, I'm going to yeah, put so, below, but let, tell them what they're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. So it's the four steps I've been talking about. And I mean, I kind of gave you the lowdown on the four steps to getting out of the rat race, which we've talked a little bit about step one, which was saving, paying off debt. Step two, increasing revenue. We kind of talked about some ideas on how to do that. Step three is where you put your money to work for you. So once your debt's paid off and you have that extra money, step three, you can start investing in assets that make your money make money, right? So things like dividend stocks or gold and silver, like we talked about earlier. Step four is focusing on building assets to pay off debts and to pay off your monthly expenses. So really what you want to do is you want to say, okay, I, not just, oh, I need $5,000 a month coming in without me working for it. But you want to say, okay, my expenses are $4,395. I'm going to pay my phone bill with this particular asset. Once those are done, now you know what's extras coming in and then you can choose what to do with that rather than just having all this money coming in. So that that's the easy part. The focusing on the, the four steps is obviously the free section, but why you want to download this PDF is because it also has a bonus section. And the bonus section isn't something I can talk about really and explain it. You have to download it because in it are all these links to experts personally that I've met and worked with on affiliate marketing, course creation, podcasting, freelance experts, blogging coaches, people who you will want to know who are doing it successfully because I want to put you in touch with the right people so that you can get their, you know, their expertise. Um, and that's where you want to download that. So you just go to www.pyroadmap.gr8.com. So that's P-I-E roadmap.gr8.com. Yeah. And, and I'll put all the links um, in, the, in the show notes. Perfect. So that's awesome. I know the mom listener out there is thinking, oh my gosh, there are options. Let me figure it out. So now we've got what <laughs> you can go check out Lindsay's stuff and she can help you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Lindsay, so much for being on the show. I appreciate you giving of your time and your, your wisdom. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you for reaching out and, and calling me because that was a fluke I didn't expect happening and I'm <laughs> sorry that did. So I'm glad we were able to make this work. Yes. Thank you again. You're welcome. Have a great one. You too. Thanks so much for listening. But before you go, if you found value in today's show, I would love it if you would take a screenshot of this episode and share it with others on social media. And be sure to hit that subscribe button and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to rate and leave a review. It is how we can empower, educate, and shift how others visualize their lives. Until next time, my friend, remember to live a life untapped. You are worth it. Thank you.